Welcome back to the show on the day after the red wave that wasn't. One of the big stories here in central Illinois last night was in that open 13th congressional district race where Democrat Nikki Budzinski prevailed over Regan Deering and is the congresswoman-elect for the 13th district. And she joins us this afternoon, congresswoman-elect Nikki Budzinski. Congratulations and thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jim. It's great to be with you today. It was a very exciting night last night. Well, let me ask you what you see as the key to victory here. A lot of issues out there, a lot of things going on. What What do you think really was a, sort of a decisive factor in all of this? Well, I got in the race, Jim, because I wanted to fight for working people in Congress. It's something that I've done my entire career when I worked in the labor movement, you know, working for firefighters, meat cutters, retail workers. I know working people are struggling right now with rising costs. Um, I think we put a great campaign together to really try to connect with voters on that issue, put forward ideas to try to tackle, I think, what working people are struggling with right now. And that was a really big part of our victory. Um, and so, you know, I'm really incredibly honored. As you know, I'll, I'll be the first woman elected to Congress in central and southern Illinois. And so I'm looking forward to getting to work. I want to talk some policy, but let's talk a little bit of politics first. It's no secret this district was drawn to favor Democrats, and yet uh, your race went uh, late into the night, uh, far after many other uh, big races around the state. Uh, any concern at all about the, the size of the margin of your victory, given that it was a district that was built to favor Democrats? Look, I am very proud. We won last night with 10 points. Uh, really proud that we won counties like Madison County, Sangamon County. Um, and I'm, you know, I consider this district a common sense district. It's a district that wants to send someone to Congress that's going to work on behalf of working people and get things done. I don't think of it as a Democratic or Republican district. It is a district that maybe leans a little bit more now one way, but we were campaigning throughout this entire district, talking to all voters about the issues that they care about. A lot of those issues, again, were issues around working families, the things that they're struggling with right now, like rising grocery costs, tax, you know, uh, taxes, but obviously also gas prices that are now hitching back up. So what we can be doing in Congress and in Washington to really tackle those issues. And I think whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, that resonates. So what's priority one when you get to D.C.? What's the first initiative you want to tackle to try to make some meaningful difference in the lives of those working families? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's middle class tax relief. I think we need to, you know, Democrats just a few months ago passed a legislation that would allow Medicare to negotiate for lower drug prices on some drugs. I think we should expand that. It should be on more prescription drugs. We cap the cost of insulin at $35 for seniors. We should cap the cost of insulin for everyone, young people, um, young people and seniors. One of the things I spent a lot of time talking about is the child tax credit, which help working families with children at home. Um, one of the few things we've done in a long time to tackle child poverty. poverty. And I think we need to be finding common sense measures like that that are going to help people keep more of what they earn while we're dealing with inflation and rising prices. So middle class tax relief is what's going to be my number one priority when I get to Washington. I know the thing that probably puts a bigger dent in my billfold uh, every week uh, than anything else is gas prices right now. Is there anything mm -hmm. you can see this uh, upcoming Congress doing to give us a little bit more relief at the pump? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, that I talked a lot about is the E15 blend. I mean, making that a permanent year-round um, thing that we, we do. It supports our family farmers. As you know, we are 
um, an agrarian economy here in Illinois, one of the top producers of corn. I think we need to be looking at things like the E15 blend, making that permanent to um, reduce the prices of gas. We can also tackle carbon emissions and, and support our family farmers. That's a win-win all around. Those are the kind of wins that I'll be looking for in Congress to get things done to tackle gas prices. I know as a freshman member of Congress, you'll be toward the rear of the line, but are there any committees you really want to be on that you're going to be really pushing to, to get into? I mean, I'm interested in a lot of different issues. You know, I think that the thing we have new member orientation, I'm looking forward to getting, you know, a better handle on the things that I need to set up our offices. There are a lot of issues from, you know, transportation, agriculture, education, a lot of issues that I think will directly impact communities throughout central and southern Illinois. And so um, I'm going to be looking to get on the committees that are going to benefit the people in this district. We're talking with Democratic Congresswoman-elect Nikki Budzinski in the 13th Congressional District. And as it stands right now, nothing's definite yet, but it certainly looks like Republicans could wind up in control of the U.S. House. How do you hope to get anything done if you were serving in a Democratic minority in the House? And are, are we going to see nothing but two years of Hunter Biden investigations if the GOP does, in fact, take control? Well, I hope not, because I think working people need relief right now, and those are the issues that we need to be tackling in Congress. Those are going to be the priorities when I get there. I'm going to be working with Democrats, Republicans, independents, anyone that is going to want to work with me to help lift up the communities of central and southern Illinois. Uh, that's what I think the voters last night uh, sent the message and, and decided to vote for me on. It's the experience I've had when I've worked on issues like broadband, high-speed Internet access, bringing Democrats and Republicans together um, to make some really critical investments that help both small businesses but working families throughout Illinois. Those are the type of issues that I want to find common ground on, whether regardless of party, uh, to really get things done for people here in, in central and southern Illinois. One of the first big tipping points we could see in the new Congress will be when uh, it comes time to raise the debt ceiling again. There's been a lot of talk that if Republicans do get control of the House, they're going to try to extract uh, lots of concessions in exchange for that, uh, po possibly even uh, changes or cuts to Social Security or Medicare. If they can't get that, then they may just uh, allow us to default on the debt, which uh, would have its own set of potentially catastrophic circumstances here. So uh, with that sort of a metaphorical gun to, to everybody's head, what do you do in that situation and uh, what's going to be the, the path forward if indeed the GOP does take control and wants to, to play that kind of a game of chicken? Well, what I will say, Jim, is, is the same thing I said during the campaign and now still today. I will not allow Social Security and Medicare to be held hostage. I will always stand up to making sure that those two um, programs are fully funded. Those are things that people have spent their entire careers paying into, they have earned, um, and it is um, our obligation to make sure that we do that. And that's what I will be fighting for in Congress. I'll be following the debt ceiling discussions, but I will um, completely object to any, um, any indication or any initiative that would in any way diminish the benefits of Social Security and Medicare. You'll be one of two members of Congress representing at least a portion of Sangamon County. And we know in the past, uh, representatives uh, from, from this area have worked together on various projects. Can you work with Mary Miller to try to get things done for Sangamon County in central Illinois? 
I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And I think that's what my, my job should be, is that it shouldn't be about party. This should be about our communities and who's going to be fighting and, and delivering real results. And if I can work with Representative Miller on issues um, that are going to support uh, the families of the 13th Congressional District, you bet I'm going to do that. You said if you can. Do you have any reason to think you can? Well, I'm going to try. That's what I. That's what I would say. And she, she definitely will share more than just Sangamon County. It's Champaign County, Macon County. We, we will share a lot of counties. And so, I'm, I'm going to try. Uh, I know you're still basking in the glow of this election win, but you uh, pretty much every member of Congress has to dive right into thinking about fundraising for the next election, et cetera. So let's go ahead and look forward two years. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for re-election in 2024? You know, I would say to you right now, Jim, I am just focused on the fact that um, I'm incredibly excited and honored to, again, be the first woman to represent Central and Southern Illinois. I'm focused on getting my office up and running. That's what the voters of the 13th Congressional District expect. That's what's going to be my focus, um, and, and I'll leave it there. You know, I, I was just thinking about that. I had to uh, kind of practice saying congresswoman a few times because I have not repre- uh, interviewed a, uh, a congressional representative uh, from our area who is a female. Congresswoman Miller doesn't uh, grant those sorts of interviews to the press, at least not to this program. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it is something I'm, I'm practicing to to get used to. Tell me a bit about the schedule going forward. You mentioned uh, orientations coming up. What do you have to do in the next few weeks to really get ready to uh, to take your oath of office in January? Well, I think constituency services is critical for any congressional office. So it's making sure that we have the staff in place in the communities throughout the 13th congressional district so that I am ready to go hit the ground running as soon as, you know, I'm sworn on, sworn in on day one. That's what I'm working on, um, making sure that we're ready to go so we can start delivering results right away. Nikki Budzinski, the congresswoman-elect from the 13th congressional district.